When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Some people just know there's a better way to do things, like bundling your home and auto insurance with Allstate, or hiring someone to move your piano instead of doing it yourself. So do things the better way. Bundle home and auto and save up to 25% with Allstate. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. This is the Sooner Sports Podcast. Your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate. Are you in good hands? And by Riverwind Resort. Riverwind Resort, the place to be. Oh, mama! What a play! Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. All right, welcome into the Sooner Sports Podcast. My name is Chris Plank. What a a time to be a member of the Sooner Nation. We have a lot coming up on the show today. As I'm sure you've heard by now, the Oklahoma Sooners are in the four-team playoff. As soon as the pairings were announced, Chad McKee and Toby Rowland took us inside the matchup between OU and Alabama on Facebook Live. And we're going to bring you that whole show right here on the Sooner Sports Podcast today. But before we do that, and before we really kick off our Orange Bowl coverage, which basically started as soon as we found out that OU was heading to the Orange Bowl on Sunday morning. We've got a couple of quick little tidbits to take care of on the show first. So before we get to Toby and Chad, how about this? Yet again, another finalist for the Heisman Trophy as as we tape this. Kyler Murray has just been announced as one of three finalists heading to New York for the Heisman Trophy. And as a matter of fact, in a lot of the odds makers in the ESPN Heisman poll, Kyler Murray has taken the lead. So whether that's after Tua's tough, tough performance in the SEC championship game, maybe more people realize just how special of a season Kyler Murray has had, whatever it might be, a very solid upward trend late for Kyler Murray, despite 12% of the ballots reportedly having been submitted early. But uh, an awesome time, an amazing season for Kyler Murray. The finalists include Dwayne Haskins of Ohio State and his 
I guess you could say counterpart in the Orange Bowl, Alabama quarterback Tua Tungavailoa, who will be in New York on Saturday night for the 7 o'clock ceremony at which the winner of the Heisman Trophy will be announced. Murray's finalist selection marks OU's 10th such honor since Heisman finalists were named in 1982. It's the most nationally. OU has also produced a nation's leading nine Heisman finalists since 2000. The Sooners are the only program to ever produce four Heisman finalists in a three-year span. For you history buffs like myself, here's OU's other Heisman finalists. They include Brian Bosworth back in 1986, Josh Heupel in 2000, Remember Torrance Marshall at the coin toss. We're coming to get my boy's trophy. Jason White in 2003 and 2004. Adrian Peterson was there in 2004 as well. Sam Bradford in 2008. Then Dee Dee Westbrook in 2016, while Baker Mayfield was a finalist in 16 and 17. And now Kyler Murray here in 2018. Murray is also a finalist for the Walter Camp Player of the Year Award, the Maxwell Award, the Davey O'Brien Award, and the Manning Award. I'm going to bring you a special edition of the podcast focusing on Kyler Murray later this week, but at a rather late media avail on this Monday night as we tape it, Kenneth Murray, the leader of the defense, talked about what Kyler meant to him and how impressed he's been with his athleticism. Oh yeah, for sure. You, know, you see a guy that, you know, plays a baseball game and then really like a few hours later flies in for a spring practice scrimmage um, and comes in and absolutely dominates the scrimmage. Um, you know, definitely, you know, you, you become impressed by stuff like that. You know, just, just seeing his overall athleticism, you know, it's just amazing to see, you know, somebody that gifted. So obviously Kyler Murray hasn't hidden the fact that he wants to win the Heisman Trophy. He is now a finalist. We'll have much more from Kyler later this week, but here were some of his initial thoughts when he met with the media earlier tonight. Uh, I mean, I, I feel pretty normal, honestly. Um, obviously, a great honor you know, to be going to New York uh, and represented as you know, one of the finalists for the Heisman. Uh, I, well, I wouldn't be here without you know, my guys, uh, coaches, my family. I'm just thankful for you know, all the work that's been done. Uh, but for me, the job's not done, obviously. we got you know, hopefully two more games left. Uh, and that's really what you know, my focus is on. But obviously, a great honor. Uh, and yes, it's, it's been a great day. Well, you've been one guy that hasn't hit the fact that you dreamed of winning this award. So yeah, no, when I you mean, heard it today, that had to be a pretty good feeling. Yes. Um, <laughs> I don't want to sound you know, obviously oh, horrible not. or anything. But like, no, I, I, I thought I was going. You know, I, found, I thought I found out last week. But uh, today, I guess it's official. So yeah, no, it was a good day. I know you may have not had a ton of time to reflect, but when you look at this season, just what has this this year been like for you? Yeah, you're right. I mean, I really haven't had a lot of time to reflect. Uh, it's been it went by quick. I feel like obviously it's not over, but um, you know, you, for me, uh, going into it knowing that you know, one season, you know, one and done type deal, uh, possibly, and uh, it's been everything you know I dreamed of, everything that you know I put in the work for. Uh, I know the guys put in the work for it. Um, can't, I mean, I, I'm, I'm thankful. Uh, you know, it's been fun. Obviously, it hasn't been hasn't been easy. Uh, you know, to win a Big 12 championship Saturday uh, with my teammates uh, and you know, for this university, you know, do something that's never been done before. Uh, you know, put ourselves in the history books forever. Uh, I, I can't ask for much more. So, Kyler Murray, a Heisman finalist, will he become? Yet another Sooner to take home the Heisman Trophy. We'll find out Saturday night 
at 7 p.m. Oklahoma has Heisman trophies on campus already in Billy Vessels in 1952, Steve Owens in 1969, Billy Sims in 1978, Jason White in 2000, Sam Bradford in 2008. Did I say Jason White in 2000? Jason White in 2003. Sam Bradford in 2008 and Baker Mayfield last year. Will Murray become the seventh? And will the Sooners, will the University of Oklahoma become the first school to ever produce back-to-back Heisman Trophy winners? We'll find out on Saturday. By the way, we know the Sooners are headed to the Orange Bowl. Kind of a cool deal because on campus today, was Derek Cooper. He's with the Orange Bowl Selection Committee. He was touring the Norman campus, kind of letting fans know a little bit what's going on. And uh, courtesy of one of our buddies, Michael Kinney, who was at the media avail tonight, here's what Derek Cooper said about what fans can expect when they travel to Miami for the Orange Bowl on December 29th. You know, what the fans can expect, obviously, two things. One, warm weather. Uh, so it's uh, we left, it was about 82 degrees. But we've got a, we've got a great program for them. We start off on Friday. We've got the AvMed Coaches Luncheon presented by AutoNation. So that starts at 11 a.m. We'll have both coaches there, athletes, cheerleaders, um, and the mascots. Later that night, we have the Capital One Beach Bash. So that'll be down in South Beach, uh, you know, right there on Collins. We'll have the big concert headlined by Dave Matthews Band. So that's a free concert for the fans. Uh, it'll also be a kickoff with uh, Walk the Moon. And then, um, you know, obviously game day experience is like no other at the Orange Bowl. We've got Fan Festival. So we do everything from, uh, we have a burger battle. Um, so probably have uh, the garage. They came down three years ago when we had the burger battle. So have them down. Uh, we do everything from, you know, we'll have the band, we'll have the cheerleaders, we'll have mascots. We also have musical performances. So just really looking forward to have Oklahoma back down in the, into the game. So there's all the, I guess you can say, business we needed to take care of before we hand it off to Chad and Toby. But again, OU is in the four-team playoff. Let the haters hate, let the overanalyzation begin, and let the matchup happen. We wanted Bama, we get Bama. Oklahoma, Alabama, December 29th in the Orange Bowl. It will be the primetime game. All right, as soon as the pairings were announced, the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland, the face of the Sooners, Chad McKee, took to Facebook Live to answer all the questions about this matchup. Take it away. are one of four. Oklahoma is back in the college football playoffs. 
Gaylord Family Oklahoma Memorial Stadium is empty, but the celebration is on in Sooner <laughs> Nation. For the third time in four years, the Oklahoma Sooners are headed to the college football playoff, and it's two straight for Lincoln Riley, his head coach at the University of Oklahoma. There you see a beautiful morning here in Norman, and we welcome you into the Sooner football postseason breakdown presented by OU Medicine, Anheuser-Busch, and the OU Extended Campus. Not confetti falling from the ceiling What's here. the temperature in Miami right now? Do you have oh, any idea? It's a lot warmer than it is outside <laughs> here in Norman. He's the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland. And I'm Chad McKee. So Oklahoma, by virtue of their win in the Big 12 championship game, their fourth straight Big 12 championship yeah. against Texas yesterday, they just got in. Sounds like there was a lot of debate between not Oklahoma and Ohio State, but right. Oklahoma and Georgia after the Bulldogs nearly upset Alabama yesterday in the SEC championship well, Let game. me just start by saying neither one of us uh, went to SEC schools. No. So that's going to be different than everything you've watched so far today on your television. They were trying, trying their best oh, to get Georgia were, in there. They were working hard to try to get Georgia into this thing over the last 24 hours. But congratulations to Lincoln Riley, Kyler Murray, that Oklahoma defense to get into this playoff when uh, several weeks ago it looked pretty bleak. And they just kept chipping away, chipping away. Made some huge plays yesterday in the fourth quarter. Made some huge plays late against West Virginia. And sure enough, enough dominoes fell. Not many dominoes fell. No. We had three undefeated teams get into this thing, but enough dominoes fell. And Oklahoma's playing Alabama in the Orange Bowl on December 29th. Yes, they are in Oklahoma, of course, off a Rose Bowl appearance of a year ago. And prior to that, they played in the Orange Bowl against Clemson in the college football playoff of 2015, losing to Clemson there. But you get another chance to go down there. Now, Alabama as the number one overall seed in this. They got to choose where they want to play. They could have played at the Cotton Bowl down in Dallas against Oklahoma. They're or scared of you, OU fans. It, it seems they decided they didn't want to play you in Dallas. Didn't want yeah. Sooner Nation coming down in droves down the I-35 for that big game down there. But what do you what do you make of that, that Alabama elected to kind of take Oklahoma away from its home ground and play this game down at the Orange Bowl? It's a little bit closer for Alabama to go to Dallas than to Miami. It's about right. 100 miles closer from Tuscaloosa to Dallas than it is to Miami. So this was in, in I mean, this was obviously uh, um, a situation where they just didn't want Oh, you fans to be able to get there as easily. So, I mean, it's probably smart. Mm -hmm. Probably smart. I mean, if they played this game in Dallas, uh, over half the stadium would have been uh, OU. And so, uh, smart move by them. I think it does kind of, it gives just another motivating factor. Sure, sure. You know, if you're the Sooners, uh, I think the 14 and a half points is what the spread's been established at. It's going to be a month of everybody complaining that you're even in this event. And uh, by the time you get down there, there should be plenty of motivation for these guys. Specifics on the game, Saturday, December the 29th, and it will be played at what is now called Hard Rock Stadium. Do you remember what it was? It was not Hard Rock Stadium. Was it Sun Life Stadium, maybe? Globe Life? I can't remember when the Sooners played Clemson there. down there. That, that stadium has had about eight different names in the last ten years, but it is Hard Rock State. Is that what it is now? In Miami. That's the current name, the Capital One Orange Bowl, officially. But we don't know the time just yet. They have not established which semifinal will be played early in the day and which will be played late. Now, Oklahoma has played the early game in their first two right. college football playoff appearances. Yeah, the, the game against Clemson in that stadium, they were the first of the two semifinals. The game last year in the Rose Bowl, they were the first of the two semifinals. I mean, my guess would be that they would be the second game this time around just because I think that 
Tua versus Kyler matchup is going to be pretty highly anticipated. So I would think they would put that one in prime time. But maybe we'll know before we uh, go off the air here. Who's going to be the Heisman Trophy winner when that wow. game is played on December Boy, the 29th? Wow. Uh, that's a great question. I think there's a – you know, I was firmly in the camp of Kyler deserves it, but Tua's going to win it. Mm -hmm. Because all year long, you know, Bama goes undefeated. He's been the – he's the, the uh, Alabama quarterback hasn't won it, all that kind of stuff. But after yesterday – I think Kyler might win this thing. I think there's a very good chance that he, I mean, leaps and bounds outplayed Tua Tungvaloa, who you hope that he's healthy, first of all. Don't, don't want any uh, ill will. Don't want to, to think that you want Tua Tungvaloa to have an injury. But went out of the game and did not win the game yesterday. In fact, it was a scenario that was similar to what we saw in Alabama's yeah. championship game against Georgia, except it was 180 degrees opposite. Last year, you had Tua Tungvaloa replace Jalen Hurts engineer the win over Georgia in the championship game. Yesterday, it was Jalen Hurts replacing an injured Tua Tungvaloa and engineering the comeback and the win over Georgia in the SEC championship game for Alabama. I mean, it'll be fascinating. I, I saw somewhere where 12% of the Heisman voters had already turned in That's their votes. That's unfortunate. Before that yesterday. That is unfortunate. I don't know why anybody would. It's electronic now, so you can email in your votes or click Some it. of them don't have email. They're, they're that uh, old and probably don't subscribe to any email service. I'm so. actually encouraged by that number. <laughs> it means 88% didn't turn yeah. it in early, which I think is higher than I would have guessed. And I think uh, I would give a slight lean to Tua, but this could be really, really close. Not, not who I'd vote for, who I think's going to win. Okay. I think Kyler Murray has done more than enough to win the Heisman Trophy. His numbers are better across the board. And what happened yesterday with Tua playing very poorly and Jalen coming off the bench to kind of rescue the day and Kyler may, playing brilliantly again might just win him the Heisman Trophy. We'll see. Yeah, I, I think there was already a little bit of surge for Kyler over the, the last three weeks. The way he performed at West Virginia and then uh, way he performed yesterday. The interesting thing there before we move on is the South will all vote, all vote for Tua. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the SEC is a tight voting block. Yep. Okay, they all love They're each loyal. other. You heard uh, Nick after the game last night saying he thought Georgia should be in. Tom Herman didn't say that about Oklahoma. I mean, you know, they are tight in the <laughs> South. So everybody in the South who has a vote is going to vote for Tua. However, everybody in the rest of the country has Alabama fatigue just like we do. So Kyler may get some votes there. So that it, it'll be interesting. You know, Oklahoma's had great history down at the Orange Bowl 2000 National Championship, the 85 National Championship. You think about all the great, uh, you know, J.C. Watts teams that went down there and played against some of the Florida State teams. So Oklahoma has a great track record in the Orange Bowl. They also have a great track record against Alabama. Oklahoma 3-1-1 yeah. all time against the Crimson Tide in meetings. And of course, the last one we'll remember uh, 2nd of January of 2000. 2014 Trevor Knight down there maybe his best performance as a Sooner quarterback maybe and Oklahoma well he had a great one at Kansas State a few weeks in that spot though right. on that stage I'm yeah. gonna vote for the Bama game okay. as his greatest performance I'll with you I'm, yeah. I'm with you on that one but uh, Oklahoma was a uh, double-digit underdog in that game and they controlled and won the game going away in the end three one and one against Alabama 15 point underdog in that game uh, early line is a 14-and-a-half-point underdog in this game. Mm -hmm. We were told Alabama didn't care that time around. Yeah. So we'll see whether, they care. Or not, we'll see whether or not they care this time. They so. care this time around. And they were tested and came through with their win over Georgia in the SEC championship game yesterday. 
So you, you look about the, the, the 2014 game. This was January 2nd. There's a Trevor Knight, as we alluded to. He was throwing dimes that night. Um, it, it's a performance that nobody expected. It came out of the blue. This is a different Colton scenario, Bester. though. I, I could not have pulled that name out of my hat uh, <laughs> if you had given me 10 tries with Colton Bester. Uh, but this was a, uh, it was Oklahoma as an underdog, Alabama not caring. As you said, this is a completely different scenario. Alabama I don't believe Alabama didn't care. I'm just saying that's what they. That's what they yeah, told what, everybody. This will be your uniform matchup, too. I mean, I don't know what Oklahoma might choose alternates, but uh, Alabama is the higher seed will be the. Uh, home team in this Oklahoma game. Oklahoma so, going to go with the alternates? They've uh, won the I, last two games maybe, in the alternates. I, I don't know. I, maybe, but they'll be in the, uh, I would assume, in the white jerseys because Bama gets to choose. Well, I yeah, think this was a fun night, though. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to slow your roll on this night. Of all the games I've called in the last eight years, uh, I, I would probably rank this one at the top because it was um, it's, it was such a shock to the nation. I mean, this is an Alabama team that was going to play for the national championship if not for the miracle at Jordan Hare. Mm -hmm. Remember the uh, return? The kick six? Yeah, the kick six. And um, everybody thought they were the best team of the country. And, and Oklahoma was, um, you know, just to get into this game, had to pull off quite a run at the end of the season. And so, uh, you know, this, this night was a lot of fun, that's for sure. So Gino hopefully we can, there. Hopefully we can relive that again. Well, Oklahoma and Alabama will be one of two national semifinals. The other one will be Notre Dame versus Clemson. That will be played the Goodyear Cotton Bowl uh, down at Arlington where the Sooners won the Big 12 championship yesterday. You start to think about it, Oklahoma, two straight, and, you know, the names have not changed very much as far as teams making the college football playoff. This yeah. will be Notre Dame's first appearance in the event, but Oklahoma, Clemson, Alabama, uh, they're always there, it seems like, and it's become old hat for a lot of these teams. Now, can Oklahoma get over the hump and win a semifinal game and advance to a championship, Toby? Did you think um, Georgia had a case? Yes, because of strength of record, strength of schedule, how close they played Alabama. Uh, but what the SEC people would have you ignore are the two most important things, and that is they lost two games and Oklahoma lost one, and right. Oklahoma was a conference champion. Right. You cannot ignore those. You can look at strength of uh, game control. That's one of the new ones they like. <laughs> You've had lots of game control. Well, who cares I love the that? graphic that they put up right before they told us who was going to be number four. They chose three categories in which Georgia had the better of it. <laughs> well, that's building television drama, Toby. <laughs> well, how about all the other categories? Yeah. You could have pulled 50 different categories. How about points per game? How about number of conference championships you've won this year? Uh, how about number of losses? I, I kind of pointed out. So uh, did Georgia have a case? No, I don't think so. I, what the committee would have been doing by putting a two-loss non-conference champion in over a one-loss conference champion would have opened... Pandora's box and it's not like those one loss conference champions were Washington State and I'm trying not to be mean to somebody here it <laughs> was Oklahoma State. and Ohio State right I mean these are blue bloods well it's you know it's it's a little bit like you, you sat there in the the first playoff of 2014 where you worried that TCU or Baylor might get trumped and they did by Ohio State that year but with Oklahoma sitting there as a conference champion and with only one loss it was going to be awful difficult for Ohio State and or Georgia yeah. to pass them yeah and I yeah I thought it was a debate between Oklahoma and Ohio State in mm -hmm. the end turns out 
by the committee putting Georgia at five, they must have been in the talk as well. So, so let's talk a little bit about this Alabama team coached by Nick Saban. Uh, you know about Tua Tungvaloa. If you're a Sooner fan, he is believed to be the lead candidate, uh, along with Kyler Murray, to win a Heisman Trophy. But they've got other stars on this team. Damian Harris, they're running back, uh, 771 rushing yards. And guess what? Oklahoma's going to face another good wide receiver. Seems like it's that way every week in the Big 12. But Jerry Judy, uh, over 1,100 receiving yards, and he's got 12 touchdowns. So, uh, and not not mentioned there, or not shown there, is Jalen Hurts. Mm -hmm. And uh, like you said before, I mean, we assume given a month-ish, Tunkavailo is going to be okay. But it was Hurts that saved the day for him yesterday, so it could very well be that he's the guy if this is any sort of a serious situation with Tua. Loaded on the defensive side of the ball, Patrick Sertan Jr., one of those uh, back in the secondary. But uh, this is an offense that, look, the, the big Best question. Best they've had in a long time. It is because yeah. of the quarterback position. Yeah. Alabama's never had a quarterback win a Heisman Trophy. Uh, they've had the great running backs recently, the Mark Ingrams who have won Heisman Trophies. But the missing piece, so to speak, for Alabama under Nick Saban has been the quarterback position. And Jalen Hurts' Heisman Trophy campaign really began in last year's national championship. I'm not Jalen Hurts, to a tongue of a lowest Heisman campaign began in last year's national championship game. He is something that they have not had at the quarterback position down yeah. at Alabama in a long time. He's been extraordinary. His accuracy has been off the charts. Um, you know, the only guy in the country that has better numbers than him is Kyler Murray. He's been fantastic. And when healthy, he can hurt you with his legs. Uh, they can run the ball. You mentioned Damian Harris. They got uh, the kid from Tulsa, Josh Jacobs, who's been really good for them this year as well. Jerry Judy, big-time pass catcher. Of course, it's Alabama. They've got a giant uh, offensive line. They're going to be a handful for Oklahoma to deal with. The immediate concern is, can Oklahoma stop Alabama from just running the ball down their throats? Mm -hmm. um, if Alabama lines up and hands it off, can Oklahoma do anything about it? That's the immediate concern for me. On the other side of the ball, though, and then we're going to talk about Alabama defensively here in just a second, I'd say a slight notch down from what they've been defensively over the last few years. Now, I'm not saying they're bad at all. They've got NFL guys all over the place. But they've been slightly less dominant this year defensively, which makes for an interesting matchup considering how good Oklahoma's been on offense. And speaking of health, that makes you wonder about what Hollywood Brown's status is going to be over the next month. It does, and uh, the Sooner star wide receiver will continue to be evaluated as you point toward the Orange Bowl. You know, just, to, just for a second, though, with the Alabama defense, there's the thought that maybe they're not as good. Certainly don't have perhaps as many NFL players on that defensive side of the football. But uh, and Instead of been, 11, they've got nine. Exactly. Yeah, that, right. that, that's where I'm going with this. In their marquee games, you know, Texas A&M, they held them to 23 points. They shut out fourth-ranked LSU and 16th-ranked Mississippi State. Right. Now, those are not offensive juggernauts by any stretch of They're the They're really good defensively. But they can certainly yeah. shut you down, put the clamps on you, and limit you. Now, they gave 28 to a good Georgia team yesterday. But the difference in this Alabama team compared to previous Alabama teams is how good they are offensively. That's, right. my, that's my point. Defensively, they've always been good, they've always been great, and they're great again this year. I'd say slightly down just a little bit on that side of the ball. But, man, they've got – I mean, the, the Quinn and Williams kid is just a monster. He <laughs> might end up being the number one pick in the draft, probably top three for sure. And they've got guys at every level, you know? I mean, that's that's what Nick Saban does year after year. So it's going to be a blast. The build-up to this game and the game itself, 
the uh, mind of Lincoln Riley, the skill set of Kyler Murray, and hopefully Hollywood and CD and that Oklahoma offensive line against Nick Saban and what he uh, traditionally can do to a great offense on the defensive side of the ball is going to be worth the price of admission. It's going to be great. At Alabama, you know, you talk about the defensive side. They've got uh, a Dylan Moses. You, you talk about Xavier McKinney. I mean, they've got a two-deep rotation along the defensive line that they can just continue to throw at you. Oklahoma did not run the ball great uh, against Texas in the Big 12 championship game. Can they pick that up? I mean, you've essentially got you, – you would say Clemson's defensive line probably is the best in college football. But Alabama's has to be in the top two or three in all of college football. Oh, yeah. Can Oklahoma pick back up the run game and do it the way that they've done for most of the season, the Texas game excluded? Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know the answer to that. I, I do like uh, that OU offensive line against pretty much anybody and being able to establish the run. I certainly don't think Alabama has seen an offense not only as good as Oklahoma, but nearly as good as Oklahoma this year. Uh, Georgia's pretty good but I mean the creativity and the Star Wars aspect that Oklahoma brings to this game I think will be the biggest test for that Alabama defense all year long. Quinlan Williams you mentioned him a moment ago oh, he's boy. a load to handle. I don't want to look at I don't want to start thinking about dealing with this guy. You know this is the guy that uh, that, that Cody Ford and mm -hmm. uh, Ben Powers and Bobby Evans and that entire offensive line which has been so and good Carson but Meyer and Jeremiah Hall and anybody else to, who wants to help. Yeah, yeah they'll have to come put their noses on on him as well. But this is a guy that's got uh, 18 tackles for loss eight sacks 11 quarterback hurries. So uh, yeah you, you start to look at the videotape on these guys it looks a little bit daunting but it's going to be a team effort you know to try to to keep these uh, these fellows in check on Alabama's defensive line. Now, just the matchup between the OUO line, which I think is the best in the country, and the Alabama D line, which is one of the best three or four in the country. Um, you know, you don't often, when you go into a game, watch the trenches with your eyeballs. You watch the ball. You know, the quarterback, where's he throw it, where's he hand it off, all that kind of stuff. But this will be one of those games where you should do yourself a favor and just take your eyes away from the ball a little bit and watch those big uglies get after it because it'll be – there will be combined – you know, seven, eight NFL guys going head-to-head -head against each other when the OU offensive line and the Alabama defensive line square off. 42 sacks for Alabama wow. on the season. That's what uh, the Sooners will be dealing with in the Orange Bowl again. Uh, December the 29th down there, Hard Rock Stadium in Miami. Oklahoma was there against Clemson when they made their first college football playoff appearance back in uh, 2015. So if I'm just building up hype for this game, does it get any better than Tua Tungvaloa versus Kyler Murray? I mean, that's going to be the storyline everybody wants to hear about. You no. tell me which one of them will be the high. I want your guess. Who will be the Heisman Trophy winner? I think Kyler won it yesterday. I tend to agree with you. I think he did. I think he was trailing slightly going into the day, and 88% of the people hadn't voted yet. And I think, I think he won it. It's going to be a close vote. This is the first time I've said that all year. I think that it was Tua out in front and Kyler trying to chase him down all season long, and he was getting closer and closer and closer. And I think yesterday the combination of how he played to pull that game out of the fire late and, uh, and the fact that Tua was bad yesterday. He was, before he got hurt, he, he was bad. And Jalen Hurts had to save the day for them. I think the combination of those two things, I think Kyler's winning the Heisman.
We're going to find out on Saturday. I tend to think that you're right as well. I'm going to be in New York City this week. Are you really? Yeah, you got a basketball game up there That's with right. one of Kruger's guys. Uh -huh. Sooners in Madison Square Garden on Tuesday night. Are you going to just hang out for the Heisman ceremony? Might as well. Maybe. Don't give many opportunities for that. I don't think I'm invited, but I may see if I can uh, crash the party. Maybe, yeah. We'll see if we can sneak in or something like yeah, that. Yeah, sneak in Kyler's uh, backpack. Just fit in there and slide on through that. the door. Uh, we're not going anywhere. Again, Oklahoma, Alabama, and the Orange Bowl National Semifinal December the 29th in Miami, but uh, yesterday was huge too. 39 to 27, fourth consecutive Big 12 championship. The last time Oklahoma won four straight conference championships was 84 through 87 when Coach Switzer Sooners won four straight Big 8 titles, Toby. I don't want to play producer, but have we played the video that Lincoln has put out yet? I don't from think the, we have. From the Airplane? Yeah, Lincoln Riley, Kale Gundy, Dennis Simmons, they're on the road recruiting. There's not a watch party, at least a big team-wide watch party here in Norman today. That's because the coaches are on the road, and in fact, they, they're probably in the air right now. They were on right. the ground when Lincoln Riley released this via social media just moments ago. Sooner Nation, we just got some great news before we take off. Can't wait to play again. Boomer Sooner, see you soon. Boomer Sooner. Boomer. There, there you go. go. There's your reaction from Lincoln <laughs> Riley, uh, Kale Gundy, and Dennis Simmons as well. So Was that Southwest Airlines? I, I couldn't tell. I don't think airline that was Southwest. Was I think they do get to pick their seat, but I don't think it was Southwest <laughs> Airlines. Uh, probably a little more private for the three he of them. He looked pretty happy. Yeah, and it's and it's hard to blame him. Think about it. Lincoln Riley's been head coach at Oklahoma two seasons, won two Big 12 championships, and two college football playoffs. I mean, this you know, what this does for recruiting is huge. You know, we got uh, early signing day coming up here mm -hmm. in the middle of this before you play Alabama. What this enables you to, you know, say to a young man who you're hoping to entice to come to the University of Oklahoma is huge. Um, and it's really a no-lose situation for Oklahoma going into this. You know, it's, it's Alabama. Uh, this has been billed as the greatest college team of all time this year. <laughs> They're unbeatable, they right? Have, they have the piece that they needed to be the greatest team of all time. They're unbeatable. Mm -hmm. So... You got a month to get ready for them, and you go down there, and if you don't beat them, well, they were unbeatable. So that's what we thought was going to happen. But if you do, you pulled off one of the shocking upsets in the history of college football, and you got a chance to go win a national championship against somebody not named Alabama after that. So congratulations to Lincoln again and, and Oklahoma. There was a time this year where this looked darn near impossible. Every game has been a playoff since the first weekend of October. That's right. Every game has been a one-game playoff for this team. And to it's get been there. agonizing at times. I mean, how many times this year did Oklahoma win a game and it felt like they lost <laughs> because of the reaction afterwards? People were uh, upset with how they played defensively. But they kept after it. They kept after it. And, uh, you know, yesterday in the fourth quarter, I thought they were great. And they've, get, they've been rewarded. So... Let's see what happens. You know, you said something earlier. The Oklahoma defense has, has taken its lumps, and, and rightly so in a lot of cases. But the last two games when they have needed to make plays, they had two huge sack strip yeah. scores against West Virginia out in Morgantown. And yesterday, hey, that game is still to be decided. You get Trey Brown with the blitz off the edge to pick up the safety, uh, and they're able to produce just enough to get stops down the stretch, including the interception that sealed the game, too. It's not just the last two games. So it's, it's 11 total turnovers, right? Eight of them they have forced in the fourth quarter or overtime this That's season. right. Yeah, and 11 isn't a big number. And I'm not here to tell you that the Oklahoma defense has been great by any shakes. But the redeeming value for them this year has been just that. Mm -hmm. They have made big plays at big moments. Eight of their 11 turnovers forced have been in the fourth quarter or overtime. And that doesn't count 
the two-point interception that was returned against Texas Tech, that yeah. was in the fourth quarter. That does and that, not count as an official interception, right. which is wrong. And it, it doesn't count the safety in the Big 12 championship game, which uh, obviously was a big play as well. So this defense has, without question, played its best late in games. Mm -hmm. um, on the contrary, Texas, we were looking at these numbers yesterday. Texas has put together a, a great year. They're going to the Sugar Bowl to take on Georgia. They've been outscored now in the fourth quarter this year, 137 to 58 or something like that. I mean, it's by like 80 points they've been outscored. So there's something to be said for playing your best when it matters most. And uh, the Oklahoma defense has done that this year. And um, they're going to need to not wait until the fourth quarter against Alabama. They're going to have to hook it up from the get-go. Kenneth Murray, Curtis Bolton among the leading tacklers in the Big 12 Conference. Parnell Motley and that secondary producing an, an interception late in the game against Sam Ellinger, which helped seal the deal. But it was another corner, Trey Brown, who had the safety of Ellinger late in the game to give the Sooners a, a little bit of distance between the two teams. Tweaked a little bit yesterday defensively. Uh -huh. They moved Trey Norwood to safety and uh, played Motley and Brown at the corner position. And, uh, you know, that, maybe they found something there they can run with. Guys gutting through some injuries. Curtis Bolton came off the field, went back into the game. Neville Gallimore had to come off as well. Uh, Ronnie Perkins, Kenneth Mann made some big plays along the defensive line, and Amani Bledsoe, too. So perhaps they found some things on the defensive side of the ball. And Alabama, very, very good on the offensive side, better than they've been in many seasons. Probably not quite the level, would you say, of a West Virginia, for instance, in the Big 12? Are they at that level offensively? It's just different. You know, I mean, West Virginia is going to throw it all over the yard and, and uh, spread you out. The thing about getting ready for Alabama is they're pretty, you know, they just know they're better than you. Mm -hmm. So they line up, and it's not too tricky. It's just we've got a big offensive line and giant running backs and uh, NFL wide receivers, and we're going to run simple plays, and we're going to – we're going to beat you. Bully ball. Yeah, well, well they don't need to trick it up because <laughs> no. they've got the best players on the field. So I don't think that necessarily the preparing for the zaniness of their offense. Like when you get ready for West Virginia, God knows what's coming at you. I mean, you know, they could, they could throw Mike Leach type stuff out there. You don't know. Alabama's going to line up and try to run the ball right down your throat and maybe do a play action once in a while. And the problem is... There's 11 guys on offense, and there might be 13 NFL guys over there. I mean, they're <laughs> yeah. just really, really, really good. Mm -hmm. And uh, so Oklahoma's had a hard time stopping Army running the ball. They had a hard time stopping Kansas running the ball. So that's what immediately is the worry coming into this game is if Alabama just says, we're not tricking anything up, we're going I formation, and we're running it right at you all day, can Oklahoma do anything about it? Kyler Murray and the offense in high gear again yesterday at the Big 12 championship game. 379 yards passing for him to go along with three touchdowns. Kennedy Brooks and the run game. Trey Sermon carried more of the load in the Big 12 title game, but uh, you've got a thousand yard rushing season for Kennedy Brooks. You certainly throw Trey Sermon in there. Marquise Brown, his health is front and center headed into uh, this game down at the Orange Bowl. But yesterday without him, C.D. Lamb catches six wow. balls for 167, and he had a touchdown as well. Some, uh, some tremendous catches for uh, C.D. Lamb yesterday. And, you know, it, it felt like for a period in the Big 12 championship game, without Marquise Brown, and it takes away some of the deep ball threat or a lot of the deep ball threat, the offense has to readjust, and I think went through that period somewhat in that third quarter when they weren't quite as prolific as they've been in the second quarter. Big performances yesterday 
by some guys who haven't been a big part of this offense this year. You know, uh, Nick Basquin mm -hmm. had some big catches. Miles Tease. Charleston Rambo had a big third down grab. So uh, in the absence of Hollywood, and sometimes even before Hollywood left the game, Lincoln was able to lean on some guys who he hasn't uh, had to use too much this year. And, you know, hopefully it's a, it's a rolled ankle and, and Marquise is fine to go in the Orange Bowl. But if he can't, they're going to be a big part. And there's going to have to be another playmaker besides C.D. Lamb. I'm so glad that that fumble wasn't the deciding factor in this game because mm -hmm. it was an amazing run that he made. He had a huge game. The, the catch on the sidelines with one hand where he got a toe down was another highlight real catch. And when that fumble happened, you thought, oh, boy. You know, this could be the deciding factor. And that you hate it for CD as well. And you hate it for CD. But they got the safety. They got the ball. They went and scored the touchdown. Calcaterra's grab will live for ages in Sooner lore. So uh, I'm glad it wasn't. Kyler Murray's touchdown play. pass to Grant Calcaterra. He looked like a shortstop throwing the ball across to a first baseman. Kind the of first one. Yeah. yeah, the first touchdown right. pass to Calcaterra was tremendous. You know, the stars that we did not put up there on the offensive side of the ball, that's Bill Biedenboe's offensive line. Uh, they've been great all season long. The Cody Fords, the Drew Samias, uh, Bobby Evans. Um, they have been so good, you almost don't notice how good they have been. But uh, hats off to that bunch See, as now well. See, that says it's the Capital One Orange Bowl. Capital One Orange Oh, that's Orange Bowl. the... Not the uh, stadium. Capital One Orange Hard Bowl Rock at Stadium. Hard Rock Stadium. I'm with you. In And technically not South Beach, but it is in Miami. December so there you go. We don't have we a time yet. Right? No time yet. Okay. And, and, of course, the other national semifinal is going to be. What do you think about Notre Dame-Clemson? You know, Notre Dame, if you were just adjusting the teams and putting up there, if you were seeding them, if you were uh, saying these games are going to be played, Notre Dame would not be favored against any of the other three teams in this playoff. Nor yet Georgia, nor Ohio State probably. Wouldn't be favored against right. those two teams who are five and six in the standings. So what do you think about Clemson Notre Dame I think they're going to have a hard time moving the ball on Clemson mm -hmm. I think that Clemson defense is special and uh, I, I think Clemson will win that game probably pretty easily Ian Book is is a nice player and they've had a really good year I mean they're, they're a solid football team but I don't think they're on the level of Clemson so first appearance for Notre Dame in the college football playoff old hat for so Clemson, all Oklahoma Alabama has to do Oklahoma. to win the national championship probably is beat Alabama and Clemson, back-to-back. Back. <laughs> that's, that's all you have to do. Uh, the teams that play for a national championship seemingly every year, mm -hmm. right? And Oklahoma has been there before. They faced Clemson in the Orange Bowl back in 2015. But the Sooners are 3-1-1 one one all-time against the Alabama Crimson Tide, including that win we showed you highlights of down in the Sugar Bowl, Trevor Knight's finest hour as a Sooner quarterback. So, once again, we do not know the scheduled kickoff time. Oklahoma has played the early game in their previous two college football playoff appearances. Uh, if you're a guessing man, you think that they probably want Tagovailoa versus Murray in the late game of the day in prime I'd put time. that in prime time, wouldn't you? It sounds pretty good to me. I think it's the uh, sexiest matchup of the two. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think Oklahoma-Alabama is the uh, TV ratings matchup. And, you know, Notre Dame's in the other one, and everybody loves seeing Notre Dame on TV, so I could be wrong. But I bet, it, I bet that's the primetime game. Sorry, I'm checking I'm text just, messages to see if we've got a, a, a time just yet. I want to make sure we get all the information possible. I'm just hoping the hotel is closer to the stadium this time than it was a few <laughs> years ago because I'm still paying Uber fees from the last time we were there. Yeah, it was I, a, did, I didn't know Uber had a payment plan you could sign on for, but I found that out last time we were in Miami. You so. know what's happened during the course of our show? Sooner fans have logged off Facebook, and they are on Southwest Airlines, Delta <laughs> Airlines, right. American Airlines, that's right. trying to book those flights. Get to down the there. Sooners. Yeah, Don't let this be an 80 
15% Bama crowd down in Miami. No, I think that's Alabama's thought about this. It's not that their fans will travel to either Dallas or Miami, but they feel like Sooner Nation may not travel quite as well to Miami. I don't think that's the case. I think that all you great Oklahoma fans out there will be lined up to buy tickets and flights and get down there and support your team. I think you'll be able to get tickets, too, because if I'm an Alabama fan, or I think there will be a bunch of Alabama fans who are kind of, you know, San Francisco, Miami, maybe. I'm pretty confident they're going to beat Oklahoma. Mm -mm. I'll wait and go to San Francisco. Dangerous game to play. Yeah, you know, that's what I'm saying, though. I don't know that all of Alabama and its full force will go to Miami because they think there might be another game after that. So, point being, I think there might be tickets out there to be had. That's a good point. January 7th, by the way, at Levi Stadium out in Santa Clara, California, is the national championship game this year. But first things first for the Sooners, they will take on the Alabama Crimson Tide. It will be the sixth all-time meeting between the two of them, the last coming in the Sugar Bowl of 2014, January 2nd of 2014. That was an Oklahoma win by a final of 45-31. to 31. We want to thank our great Cornerstone partners, OU Medicine, Anheuser-Busch, and the OU Extended Campus. Toby and the radio crew will be traveling down there, uh, taking their show on the road. We'll be down there providing practice reports. Myself, we got Teddy Lehman, Gabe Biker, Jessica Cootie's great stories as well, covering the Sooners in the college football playoff for the third time in four years and the second season in a row. This time at South Beach, sunny and warmer climates, and they will take on the Alabama Crimson Tide in the Capital One Orange Bowl at Hard Rock Stadium. That's going to do it. Thanks for joining us live here on Sooners Live on Facebook. For Toby Rowland, I'm Chad McKee. We'll talk to you next time, Sooner Nation. So thanks for joining us for the Sooner Sports Podcast. We're going to have a ton of content coming up. Uh, we've got Kyler Murray that we're going to focus on later this week. Jessica Cootie will join us, and we'll go in-depth on her features leading up to the Bull Week. Uh, Kenny Mossman will join us as we get – uh, we go in depth, I guess you should say, on what the schedule is going to look like for the team. Jacob Potter on the TV coverage. And obviously the players, Coach Riley, uh, in knee deep in recruiting right now. But tons to get to as we count down to OU Alabama. Can't wait for the Orange Bowl. Until then, everybody have a great week, a great time to be a member of the Sooner Nation, as it always is. Boomer Sooner, everybody. This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast. Make sure to get all the latest episodes online right now at Soonersports.tv slash podcast. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at OU on the air.